Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Say what? <laughs> it's just something I like to say. Yeah, well, I just figured I'd give you the reaction that normally everyone gets. And even in that movie when they're just yeah. like, what in the world? So we are excited to be talking more oh, Batman, man. more of our deep dive, a little Batman filmography going into yes. this. And um, today we're starting off with our favorite. And some of you may be thinking, what a second. You guys talked about Adam West. Well, we kind of said all we needed to say about that one. Yeah. So yeah. we're moving Adam on. West, much respect. But, I mean, we said what we needed to say. You know what I mean? Go back, watch the first episodes. I don't know why I said that like a mob boss. We said what we needed <laughs> to say, you know, <laughs> about Adam West. You know, it's campy. It's fit for the 60s. It's nice, but we're moving on to yeah. an episode that Efren, I'm pretty sure you're similar to me. I've been preparing for this episode my entire life. Mm-hmm. My, mine will be more so when uh, we talk about Spider-Man movies. That's true. That's true. So that'll be the one I'll be preparing for. When I think life. back to my time loving movies, it all started with this one. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, 1989's Tim Burton directed Batman. Yep. I know. And, and this is like we said in the last episode, uh, we're trying to start in this deep dive. I mean, this really did change the game. Yes, it did. Like looking back, like, of course, when this came out, we were small, right? So we didn't understand everything going on around it, but going back, looking at it from a more historical point, point of view, we were able to see how this movie changed so much. It changed the dynamic. Mm -hmm. It changed how people thought of superheroes and, and comic books and, and even yeah, they, they can actually be serious and on the screen and mm-hmm. have really good storytelling. It doesn't have to be campy. It doesn't have to be silly. It's not just for kids. You can make this for a family, right? Kids and adults can watch it together. Yeah. So this really was a trailblazing movie. Yes, no doubt. You got, so I think this mixed with Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns graphic mm-hmm. novel. So that was the one that was like reminded people. Obviously, I was not born when that came out. I was one when this came out, so I can't speak to the hysteria. Uh, but th- these were the two things that were like, oh, yeah, Batman is a dark, broken character. Mm-hmm. And as much as the campy stuff was necessary, his story is not an easy one to tell. This is a guy who saw his parents murder right before his eyes. Mm-hmm. And this is the story of the path he chose. And uh, it's not an easy story to tell. It's dark. And you know what? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spaced know, I, out there. I had a Michael yeah, Scott moment. Uh, it happens. <laughs> but, but all that is very true. And the fact, honestly, I think it's probably more impressive to me that they were able to take that storyline and make it campy for so long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I feel like it. What this was the natural direction this needed to go so kudos to tim burton again who directed mm-hmm. this batman and batman returns um he was the one you know the mind behind this which a lot of people will think like that mind is crazy well yeah we kind of needed that mm-hmm. that mind that kind of director to be behind this movie and yeah. then um and also and i just want to go ahead and throw out there as well is that we need to always remember danny elfman yeah all right i mean the the legend but yes. he really helped make these movies come alive yeah yeah, we were. I'm glad you said that because not mentioning him last week was was a mistake on our part. He definitely. I mean, just the 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 score, the theme. I mean, it's just it's so iconic. 
mm-hmm. you know, just how it starts, you know, just oh, so great. Um, yeah, but, I mean, he's uh, the one that now that because of what he did with this movie, he was the reason why, like, now everybody now takes takes a, a note from him, right? Like, everyone yeah. is looking to, okay, what did he do and how can we take that and put it into maybe a little bit newer version of what we have? Like, mm-hmm. everyone's looking to that. I mean, the animated series did the same thing. Yeah. They were like, we're just going to straight up use this you know, mm-hmm. use his theme, use his score for this because we want that same kind of feeling. So what he was able to create was just something um, absolutely phenomenal. And, and, you know, this isn't the first time he's done it. He's done that. I mean, he's done it for other movies as well. He continues to do it of making these amazing scores for these movies um, because yeah. he because what he was able to do was just absolutely masterful. Um, I mean, when, when you think of top composers, you think Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. And then um, John Williams, John Williams. I know I almost space on John yeah. Williams. Thank you. Yeah. But those are like the three that you think of right off the bat. Oh yeah. Because of their work. And this is what, in this Batman film, these two is a big reason why we know who Danny Elfman is. Yeah. And the only, one of the few good things about the Snyder, non Snyder justice league is that they brought the Danny Elfman theme back in a few parts, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that was cool to hear that in the yeah. theater. But uh, so we're going back to 1989 today, mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah. So go ahead, Gary. I know you have some some stats and statistics. Okay. So go ahead and dig in and let people see that awesomeness. So or hear that awesomeness. Like we said, there there's the man right there. Um, we were young. I was one, just turned one years old when this came out. I was not. I don't know what the bat hysteria was like, but looking back, apparently it was insane it took over the world the country everyone was excited mm-hmm. batman you know comic book fans to finally see batman on the big screen the proper way um so an effort i don't know is there anything that we've lived through that compares to this i think i mean the, yes we've been very excited about movies but the only thing that really comes to mind is maybe phantom menace you know before that came out mm-hmm. you know um we were very excited for dark knight dark knight rises batman or superman but we've seen batman on the screen Mm-hmm. But this was just like the beginning of it. So yeah. I just can't imagine what that must have been like. Yeah, I think the next closest thing, like you, like you said, Phantom Menace because of Star Wars and all that. Mm-hmm. I think probably the next closest thing that I, maybe not to this level, but that I remember would be when the first Avengers movie came out. Yeah. Because that yeah. was something that was never been seen before. I mean, yeah. yes, Infinity War and Endgame was a big deal, but even those didn't seem as like mass hysteria yeah, you know, all around the world as the first Avengers because this is the first mm-hmm. time we've ever saw all these heroes together fighting something. Yeah, and um, to see that they actually yeah. pulled that off is pretty incredible. Yeah, um, so that's probably the closest yeah. one. But yeah, but yeah, solid. this time, like I was, um, you know, just telling Gary before we went live, like I remember I was I was four when this movie came out. I don't remember a whole lot. I mean, I don't even think my parents took me to the theater, but I just remember Batman being everywhere. Mm-hmm. I remember you know McDonald's. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was McDonald's, but McDonald's had the Batman stuff, mm-hmm. um, toys everywhere, posters everywhere, billboards, like, you know, just thinking just this time. I just remember that Batman was everywhere. Toys, you yeah. know, you go to Walmart, the toys were everywhere. I had to have the toys. Um, so I just remember that. I, my, my first actual memory of seeing this was when my dad bought it on VHS, maybe in like 90, 91, maybe. I can't remember. I know it took a while for VHS to come out. But uh, and I remember having the case and watching with my dad that way. But I just remember Batman hysteria was just everywhere. And then this fed into, you know, again, animated series and other the second yeah. movie. There was just and it just like 
didn't stop. Yeah, uh, for quite a while. Yeah, it and the box office showed the hysteria. Mm-hmm. So this movie stars Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Michael Gall as Alfred, who doesn't get enough credit in my opinion. Mm-mm. My old neighbor Pat Hingle uh, as Commissioner Gordon. Anyway, yeah. Kim Basinger is in it. Still a awesome. Do bu- <laughs> you know Yeah, a budget of thirty-five million dollars. This is nineteen eighty-nine. Opening weekend. U.S. alone, this movie made over $40 million. Wow. Opening weekend, five, over $5 million over his budget. Total U.S., $251 million and a bunch of other numbers there. Uh, worldwide gross, $411 million. Just, we got a hit on our hands. We ring the hit, mm-hmm. hit alert. You know, this uh, Batman, it, yeah, people, people ran to the theater to see this. And probably yeah. a few times. Yeah, and, and we got to remember too. When you hear these numbers, you're like, "Well, that doesn't sound that impressive." You got me. Got to consider <laughs> how much the dollar was at that time. Yes, I mean, this is a time when people, I think, I think movies maybe would have been like three, four dollars at the time mm-hmm. to go. Like it wasn't like that much, right? And mm-hmm. so, like you got to remember that too. Like, and, and so packing it out also was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, theaters were different. You know, you got to adjust for inflation. I mean. I, yeah. I wish we had like those numbers of like if you adjusted for inflation, what would have yeah. been today? I mean, I'm sure it probably would have been record breaking, just yeah. like any other stuff that today. I mean, it probably would have made a billion dollars at that time today. Oh yeah, I'm know, gonna adjusted. make a note to to Google inflation when the show's over to figure out what exactly that is. But um, you know, but yeah. So those are some of the stats at the box office, you know, and people were excited and it showed. So we talked a little bit about our history of this movie. Obviously, we lived it on VHS. You know, um, I watched it over and over again, and I was incredibly young watching it, looking back. Um, but this is, the, like I said, this is the first movie I remember loving, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, Efren, why do you think Michael Keaton worked so well as Batman slash Bruce Wayne? Uh, I think he just worked well. Um, I think, and I've hit on this before, is that like when you have an actor who's playing a superhero, the key thing Unless you're, unless it's like a Tony Stark, right? Like when you when they're mm-hmm. playing a superhero like Batman, where it's, these are two different characters, you have to be able to play both of them well. Mm-hmm. So Michael Keaton, he had to be believable as Batman, and he had to be believable as Bruce Wayne, yeah. and he was able to pull off both. Like I believe when he was Bruce Wayne, I believed he was the billionaire playboy, and and I knew that like, yeah, this guy has money. He kind of acts like he does whatever he wants, and he carried himself that way. And then I also appreciated. The voice change, like we always make fun of, like the voice change because of Christian Bale, right? Like rah, 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 for Batman, but that was always that has been there since. Yeah. My, granted, Michael Keaton probably started it because mm-hmm. Adam West didn't really do it, but Michael Keaton started that voice change to really make it feel like these are two different characters that's playing. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's what made him work so well is because he was able to be Batman and be Bruce Wayne, and then you're having these two characters that he has to play, and they're both very believable. When someone doesn't work in this role, I think of someone who, who plays the same person in both. Whether either whether if they're Batman, when they're Bruce Wayne, they still feel like Batman, or vice versa. And those are the people that I think like, yeah, like you're not pulling this off very well at all. And so that's yeah. why I really liked what he did. Yeah, he nailed both characters. And and like the thing about Batman Bruce Wayne that I always notice, and I've heard other people say this too, is. Yes, playing them both and playing them both differently and well. Um, and Michael Keaton, it, he's got the eyes that you can just tell. Mm-hmm. He just he, He's a broken man. He's a conflicted man. 
you know um and the the best batman batman's batman's is you know have that you know val kilmer he had it ben affleck christian bell they have it they just have that that conflict within them you know i'm trying not to sound overly deep but that is what brings them out and and you know michael keaton and yeah the voice change is subtle you know like just thinking about running through shields you know um you know and yeah this is is bruce wayne one of the most famous richest person in the world people are going to recognize his voice so just Mm -hmm. a subtle change you know um and uh yeah he he brought so much to this character and to both characters actually and uh and it was such a bold casting by Tim Burton and the casting people because mm-hmm. Michael Keaton was a comedy actor, you know, mm-hmm. and it caused a lot of backlash from the Bat fans. Apparently they were not happy about it. And he, he showed them, he said, well, here I am, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, you know, cause we're, we're talking Mr. Mom, you know, Beetlejuice, gung ho, Mm-hmm. All those movies, and then and then he, he shows us like, yeah, I can I can do more than that, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, and there's just subtle things about this bat about him as Batman that I just always appreciated, you know. He do, he he nails the Bruce Wayne stuff, but it's not so over the top. Um, and then you know the the opening scene, you know, I want you to tell your friends about me, you know, mm-hmm. just all that is just he's just you know, and he looks awesome, you know. Yeah, he does. Of course, this is the ever problem of Batman. Which is he can't couldn't turn his neck, so yes. I will say even as a kid, I always thought his uh, his kung fu jujitsu whatever he was trying to use always looked yeah. a little funny because he could not turn his neck. Yeah. But well, even even because of the, we kick some of the Joker's guys, he's he's like standing straight up. He can't, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. So even in spite of all that, all all that, all that, he did yeah. a good job. Yes. <laughs> can't talk. Yeah. Getting excited, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, and um. You know, and, and honestly, the scrutiny over the casting of Batman has always been there. Mm-hmm. You know, has there ever been anyone that was, wasn't was questioned or scrutinized? Is because he's a beloved character. We're doing it right now. We're with Battingson. We're like, mm-hmm. the trailer looks great, but let's see. Yeah. You know, and it'll, yeah. it'll only get worse, you know, quick side note, because mm-hmm. you have all this greatness before it. And then you're like, can mm-hmm. anybody else live up to that? And yeah. like you said, like, yeah, he may not have, Michael Keaton probably didn't have to deal with like, are you going to be as good as Adam West because of what it was? Yeah. yeah. But it was still like every, everybody, when you have something that you're pulling from, whether it's a book like a Harry Potter series or whether it's comic books, when we read through those things, we, we put in our minds how we think this character talks, acts. Yeah. Like we already have it in our mind. So when we see a casting like that, we're just like, uh, that person's no way, there's no way they're going to pull it off. We saw it with Heath Ledger and the Joker. Yeah. I was one. That was mm-hmm. like, he was a, he's the rom-com guy. He's like wrong. Night's Tale, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. You know, just, and we're just like, there's me. no way he can pull this off. But then, you know, he proved us all mm-hmm. wrong. Yes, um, he did. So the fact that even hearing that this still happened to Michael Keaton is, at this point, it's like, well, that's not surprising. Because yeah. we always have issues because of that. We have in our mind how this character should act, look, and, ev- and everything like that. And so when we see that person and we ad- attach it to everything else they've done, it's mm-hmm. just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite moments of this movie is not a Batman moment, it's a Bruce Wayne moment, is when you want to get nuts, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesomely parodied, parodied, parodied by Lego Batman. You want to get mm-hmm. nuts. So. 
<laughs> yeah, which I even love because I was like his Beetlejuice moment, you know? Yeah. You want to get nuts? But, Come on. But it fit talking to a dead moment. guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I have a question for you, Efren. Yeah. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago watching – I can't remember the guy's name who's always with the John Campia. He talked about 1989 Batman. He asked a question. Is it a good movie or or are we just nostalgic about it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I, d- I did not agree with his reasons um, because I do think it's a good movie. However, I will say when you really think about some of the things in this movie, this movie's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of bonkers. And without Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson doing what they do in this movie, this movie, it would be absolutely, it would not work. I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you got throwing Kim Basinger in there and some of the other, you know, but like there's there's just a lot of weird stuff in this movie, mm-hmm. you know, and without the performances holding it together, I think it would be we we would be having a very different conversation right now. I think. Yeah, and that's and that's where I was probably going to go. I think story wise, we're probably just nostalgic. Yeah, I don't. I like when I go back. I don't think it's probably the best, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever written for the screen like this? Like I, I, I think on that end we're probably just nostalgic because we loved seeing Batman like this. Like especially for us for the first time, live mm-hmm. action, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think we're nostalgic on that end, but I think when it comes to the actors and how they portrayed these characters and and the depth they brought to the characters and how they were able to um, really bring them more to life, I think mm-hmm. on that sense it was really really good. Um, yeah. Even though the story probably wasn't the best, and I think. Sometimes I think what people forget with movies is you can have a mediocre story, mm-hmm. but if you have the great characters and the great actors behind those characters, they'll elevate the story. And I think yeah. that's why people like us, yes. we love it so much because even though the story wasn't the best, they were able to elevate it to where it was like, wow, this is really good. I like that. Elevate the story. I like, I like the way you put that. Okay. Folks, that's why I pay them the big bucks. Yeah, yes. That's good. And wings, of course. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because um, think about it. You take you just. I'm not saying recast anybody else, but if you don't have those performances, this movie is a weird two hour Prince music video. <laughs> and no, you're wrong. I love Prince's music. I, I listen to Party Man all the time. Mm-hmm. You know the, the 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 art the museum show. It is a, it is one of the most weirdest songs, but I love it. But it's bizarre. You know, yeah. um, and so it, you, you have to kind of think about that a little bit. And I, but I thought it was a valid question and it caused me to ch- question my entire uh, entire childhood. Um, but I got the 4K and we'll put it back in. I was like halfway through. I was like, I still love this movie. Mm-hmm. Still, it still holds up a bit, you know, yeah. and, you know, Jack Nicholson helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. His craziness. Yeah. And I think that's where, like, to me, a lot of the story breaks down a little bit. Because it's like th- that man right there, his motivations yeah. and stuff is just kind of like, this is kind of dumb, you know. Yeah, and, at, and at the basis, yeah. it's it's very like very basic revenge story. But yeah. even the stuff he does is just like you said, it's bonkers. But mm-hmm. he made it work because it's the Joker, and he's supposed to be bonkers. Yes. So like that's why so much to me the story was like eh, it's kind of lame, but because yeah. of what they do with it, it's like it, I can still get behind it. Yep. And this is perfect, perfect point with anyone else. Do it. it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work, you know? And yeah, the motivate, like I, I don't, 
as an adult, I watch it. I'm like, I don't exactly understand what he, what he's doing here, but maybe I'm not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, and he's got an issue with Batman. Bad wasn't Batman didn't do it. It was the other guy. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And that's when stuff yeah. gets a little murky, but yeah. you know, you can still enjoy the movie and what's happening because it's like, okay, well I know the Joker. He just, he's just crazy. Yeah. And Batman has to stop him because people are in danger. It's yeah. like, okay. And then because of Jack Nicholson's performance, yeah. you're like, okay, this, <laughs> this, you know, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. No doubt. I will say the one thing I didn't like about it though, is, you know, that one picture of him without makeup and being a normal dude. And the whole, like, I've, I've never been a fan of them because they did this in the animated series too, mm-hmm. where they're tying the, that the Joker in his former life was the one who killed his parents. Oh, okay. And I've, I've personally never been a fan of that. No, I, yeah. You know, I've always liked the he's crazy and we don't know why approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and that happened in the comics and stuff too. I know later on they retracted and, mm-hmm. you know, gave him more of the backstory and like falling in the acid and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that stuff's accurate. But like me personally, I've never cared for that. But even in this in this movie, it's like, well, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that, in that scene where he realizes it in the Batcave and he's looking at him on the screen, it's a very powerful scene because it's mm-hmm. that, that quote, you ever dance with this devil in pale moonlight? Just something I like to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just, uh, yeah, it does. But it does like Batman lore. And that that's another conversation to have. And we can have with both these Tim Bur- 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 Burton uh, mm-hmm. uh, movies is it, 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 it messes with Batman lore a little bit. Yeah. Well, quite a bit. And that's one of them. Um, and we'll get to the other reason for when we get to the next movie, but that we want to talk about, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, it still holds up my opinion. I love it. I always will. It'll always be on my shelf. When I did the 4k upgrade, these two movies had to be on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and by the way, if you ever do upgrade to 4k, those of you watching, highly recommend picking up Batman, Batman returns. They look fantastic. So you're just selling me to buy, to buy them. So yeah. Thank you. Do it, do it. I mean, I only have them on DVD, so it's yeah. probably time for an upgrade. Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. So and so, and I got well, one more picture for you here, Gary. On uh, um, before we move on to the next one, unfortunately, I don't have pictures of the next one because I forgot because I'm weird. Yeah. But um, but yeah. I just thought this was good because this is one of the marketing pictures that they had rolling around. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so this was again part of the bat hysteria around this movie. They yeah. had this this picture out there, this marketing. It's kind of made them look like. Um, love hate buddy cop thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when you watch the movie you see how yeah. it works out so it, was just it almost looks cool. like a uh lethal weapon parody a little bit yeah you know yeah but this but, is the uh, kind of stuff they did at the time because remember at this time it was about what actors or actresses did you get to play oh, yeah. these characters and that's what soldier movie that's mm-hmm. not the case anymore yeah. but this is even a little look into the past of like this is how they would market like they're just showing yeah. you who they are and showing them in costume mm-hmm. because they're the ones selling this movie and yep. for good reason yep and uh yeah it was movie star based for sure um did you know that the original cut of this movie like the original script had robin in it played by Mar- a young young marlon wayans i did not know that the documentary on the uh, blu-ray talks about it hmm. yeah fun fact yeah he was actually written in the first few batman movies but they just never made never room for him so he actually got credit and actually got paid for being in batman somehow so anyway oh nice because he was always uh, but anyway yeah interesting but i always thought it was interesting too if you want if you don't mind go back to that picture the bat symbol oh, okay. is different in this one than it is in batman returns um oh okay yeah if you see like 
And we'll see. Yeah. As the Batman oh, yeah. Returns has the more traditional. I like the Batman Returns one better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one. This, this one know, looks more bat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. So the Michael Keaton Batman had one more movie for us. Mm-hmm. And. Well, let's just say. They gave Tim Burton the keys to the kingdom mm-hmm. for this one. And and we saw why. We look at those box office numbers. He deserved it. So are you ready to move on to Batman Returns? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Batman Returns. My first theater experience as a four-year-old. Now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just love even the way you put it. I, I can't help but laugh. <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, my parents are one of the many parents who got duped on thinking this was a kid's movie um, or if I just have bad parents. I don't know. If my parents are watching. Sorry, I guess. I don't know. But I, I took, went to this, see this in the theater. It came out June 19th, two, uh, 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, stars Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. And Christopher Walken. Yes. Max Shrek, you know, who is one of my favorite characters in this movie. I love Christopher Walken. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So what is some, what is some of your history of this movie? Um, so I remember this, this is one that I watched over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, cause when this one came out again, much fanfare, and then this is the like the age of when they were constantly bringing um, movies. I mean, not movies, video games. Sorry, they're uh-huh. bringing video games into the into the mix, tied in with all the movies and all that kind of stuff. And so I was out there, you know, I was playing the video games. I was, um, I, I was trying to get all the toys and just trying to see like everything because again, Batman's coming back out. This is exciting. And once again, I'm like, my, you know, mine probably we got to go to McDonald's get McDonald's toys. Yeah. Um, and then this was one that I pushed, like, we need to go see this in the theater. And we did. And so when this one came out, I was like seven or something. So I was like, we have to go see this. Um, and of course my parents, you know, you guys know a little bit of history on how they scarred me by accident and, (laughs) but then purposely tortured me anyways. Um, but so, you know, so there are no strangers to movies and stuff. So we ended up going to see this. Um, I don't think it was opening weekend or anything. I'm at that time we kind of waited for movies to be out a couple weeks so prices would go down smart and, uh, smart so that's what we did and uh but we went going and i remember watching it and it was funny because as weird and as grotesque this movie can be yeah. at times i remember it didn't scare me i just loved mm-hmm. so Same. much of it because i was just like it's batman now we have penguin now we have mm-hmm. catwoman you know because at this time you know you still have you know the other cartoons and stuff that we watch it was like well we're seeing these characters on the big screen mm-hmm. and and it was one that you know, I don't remember a whole lot of thoughts as a kid, like in-depth thoughts, but like it, I just remember watching it over and over. Yes, so and then it got to the point where I watched this constantly, especially when we got it at home on VHS. I would watch this. I'd watch the first one. I'd watch this. And I'd just go back and forth mm-hmm. uh, so much because this movie was just so much fun. Yeah, and it is. And I think that's where, it, yes, it, it, you said it best. It's fun. This mm-hmm. is a fun movie. And yeah. uh yeah, oh, I like that poster. I haven't seen that one. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I had it on VHS as well. Watched it over and over again. I think as much as I love the first one, um, I think this one's got more rewatchability, mm-hmm. just because of the with that cast. And 
as a kid, I didn't think I didn't scare me either, which is surprising because you know everything scares me. But um, I just thought, no, that's the penguin. That's what he does. He eats fish. He bites people's noses. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah, that's what he does. It's Danny DeVito. You yeah. know, um, you know, the scariest part in this movie is his parents throwing him in the in the sewer. Yeah, his parents freak me out. You know, Pee Wee Herman. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> is his yeah. parent, is his dad. Um, you know, and then Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman was incredible. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but this movie is a Tim Burton movie and it is bizarre, you know, um, but it's fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And even like the bizarre stuff, right? Like uh, strapping rockets to penguins and having them march to Central Park or well, you know, what would be Central Park. My babies. <laughs> uh, it's just so good. And then I, then I remember got, thinking of, of him. Got, like, circus with him. I know. He's out of the circus with him. And then at the yeah. same time, he's running for mayor and he's making everyone yeah. like, which as a kid, I remember thinking like, why is he running for mayor? And like, why are people okay with this? Like, I, yeah, that part was that, so confusing to me. I get it now. Wants him, in mayor, wants him as a mayor, you know, Christopher yeah. Walken. But I have, you know, talking about Christopher Walken, he, in this movie, he is so awesome in this movie. He throws Selena Kyle out of a window. Mm-hmm. She clearly should not walk away from it, but the cats bring her back to life somehow <laughs> but yeah and then she shows back up the next day and he's really not freaked out by it. he's surprised mm-hmm. and she's completely different she's turning into Catwoman. but one of my favorite lines in this movie is he's talking to his son he goes next time i throw out a bigger window now <laughs> yeah. i got better fish to fry <laughs> and then his son in this movie is just it always cracks me up his son is doing a christopher walken impersonation uh and he's like dad go go dad go I don't know <laughs> anyway sorry I'm delirious. No, no, it's good. But uh, yeah, it just it's bizarre. But man, this movie, this movie, man, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's so crazy. It is. Just, this is one that, like, to me, sometimes I'm like, does this suffer from sequelitis? Like, just go bigger, better, oh, louder. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think it does on certain aspects. I mean, even think of like when the penguins, like, in his big rubber duck thing, controlling the Batmobile. Yeah, and he's yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just like this is so over the top and absolutely ridiculous yeah and you know but like but that's what it was and that's what tim burton wanted to do and and you do get to see things like you see in the poster here like you know the bat boat i don't forget what Mm -hmm. the actual term is so you you get the other cool stuff that's in it but you still get this is where i think like the first one still had some campy but it took it much more seriously this one they're like okay we're just gonna be dark and campy Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like they took a little bit of the seriousness away, with the exception of some moments, right? Yeah. Like the penguins, you know, parents throwing them out. Even yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, like her struggles was a little bit mm-hmm. more serious. Mm-hmm. You, de- you dig into Batman's mind a little bit more, but it's still, they, they decided to take the campy and turn it way up on this. Yeah. And, well, and um, it, but it still kind of worked in this world, which was crazy. It does. It, this movie, in my opinion, it flows really, it balances all that out together. Like we talked mm-hmm. about, um snake eyes the other day how it didn't do that necessarily it tried to do right. both but this this does both well in my opinion and you know the chemistry between y- yadana vito is incredible in this movie he, this was his role to play like in the documentary mm-hmm. for this they talk about he was the only penguin they never ever 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 talked about anyone else he was the mm-hmm. penguin and um michelle pfeiffer um the scene with her and, and bruce wayne when they're at the ball Mm-hmm. And they're realizing who they are. That is a great, great scene. Yeah. And then, and one of my favorite Batman moments from this is when we first see Bruce Wayne. He's sitting in his uh, chair in the dark, mm-hmm. and the the lights come on, and he stands up, and then sing. Yeah. 
It's so awesome. It makes no sense because he's got bat all over bat things all over his mansion. Like who's Batman? Oh, maybe the guy that's got the signal. Yeah. You know, but yeah. whatever. It's such a cool scene. You know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this this movie will always be. I watch it probably at least three times a year. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, but I, I love it. You know, but but this movie is, is one of those movies people are either like us or people either love it or hate it. You yeah. know, um, but because but yeah. they do they do sequelitis this thing. They do, and I think oh, that's yeah. why people there are plenty of people, and understandably so, that just like this movie's trash. Yeah, um, and I will say because of what comes after this, it makes this movie even better. It does. I will say that it does. Yeah, and and maybe that's why we rewatched it so many times because we was like in the late nineties we had we had a few, we had two options we can watch this again. Well, we had the animated series. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that next week. Um, can't wait. Or we can just go watch Batman Returns and 1990s Batman. And I'll watch I'll watch Michael Keaton again. You know. Yeah. And I watch the Penguinita raw fish. Yeah. You know. For you no know, reason. And I'll watch Michelle Pfeiffer do some pretty inappropriate things that I shouldn't have been watching as a kid. You know, yeah. that as an adult, hear, I'm like, this is I hear the penguin say some pretty inappropriate things yes. to her. Yes, <laughs> he does. And that being said, my kids won't watch this for a while. They will not be watching this at, you know. At our age. <laughs> that we did. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, but yeah, there's some things the penguin says to Catwoman that made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. But I was also like, oh, dang. I forgot as <laughs> he said yeah. that. Well, you as know. a kid, some of the stuff he says, you're just like, huh? Because you took it as the innocent version. Yes. And then exactly. as an adult, you realize, whoa, yeah. okay, he meant yeah. the other way. Well, <laughs> oh, now, Gary, now Gary's got mind. the giggles. It's over, people. <laughs> I can't say it because we're a PG-13 show and I don't want to say it. But yeah. anyway, so, yeah, no. a quote caught in my mind and I, I just couldn't stop laughing. But I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. So There you go. Hey, and sure. So, <laughs> yeah so. representing yeah but yeah and, and, but it is and i think that's the one thing that with this movie you see this is where like if you're going to make movies that you want to make the most money you try to make them somewhat fam- family friendly right yeah and that's one thing that i thought was pretty cool about this movie as an adult later right it's mm-hmm. like they did a good job with this one in the first one as well to mm-hmm. where kids can watch it and they won't understand most of it and they'll be okay yeah. other than the couple cuss words or whatever that are in it but like, but then as adults, you watch it and then you're like, oh man. So like, I've realized what more adult themes are in this thing that you don't see as mm-hmm. a kid. And when mm-hmm. directors are able to do that and portray that through a movie mm-hmm. that can be thrown in as, oh, this is a family movie. That's mm-hmm. when you have success because parents would be like, oh man, yeah. I wish they didn't hear that, but they have no idea what's going on. No and that's going. where you really make your money yeah. and, and you're able they to- They don't understand what it means by the flipper trick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And this movie made a ton of money, just like the first one. Um, but the toy companies, McDonald's, the studio, they weren't exactly happy with what they got. Mm. Um, and we'll talk about that in a couple weeks because because they weren't happy. This franchise, this uh, whatever you want to call it, takes a change. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to go back to something real quick, if you don't mind, Efren. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about Batman lore and how these movies kind of mess with it a little bit. We talked mm-hmm. about the Joker, but there's one thing that I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't touch on. And, and it's important to remember these directors, of these comic movies, they're, they're doing their own vision. You yeah. know, we talked about it before, but there's one thing about Batman that is important, especially this type of Batman 
he has a rule and it's very big in his character. These two movies, it is nowhere to be found. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's got machine guns on his, on his, on the Batmobile. He's mm-hmm. lighting people on fire in this movie, yeah. you know? Um, and do we overlook, I guess my question is this, do we overlook that because we love him as Batman? Do we, because it's Michael Keaton, do we overlook that? Yeah. Um, I think we do. I also think the timing of when this came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. How much other than comic book nerds, right? Yeah. So let's say uh, people older than us who were into comics who yeah. understood this rule, right? Yeah. We as kids, like I'll be on. We as kids, I wasn't as a kid, reading I comics. Didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that rule at this time. Yeah. So I think that's why. So ignorance is the reason why we ignore it. Is is what I think. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know. We just thought this was Batman. And as you're growing up watching, like this is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, I don't think as a kid I connected that he was killing oh, all those people. I didn't either as a kid. Now as an yeah. adult, knowing all that, I do. Yeah. It doesn't change it for me. I just want to know, do we overlook it because we love the movies? Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's Tim Burton's vision. And his vision is, hey, he's going to light a guy dressed as a clown on fire. Yeah. You're going to be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- and I think that's what it is. I think it's yeah. – we, over, mm-hmm. we overlook it because we love it. Maybe there were, there was some ignorance there. We didn't really understand this character. Mm-hmm. And then so our generation, you know, we just kind of, eh, all right. But then once mm-hmm. we learned about it, now we expect it out of future Batmans, which is why, yeah. as yeah. we discussed later on, like with Batflick, mm-hmm. so many people had issues which with I, that Batman I, versus Superman scene. I'll share my thoughts on that when we get there. I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. Um, so do I. And, but yeah, I'm and, just and it also goes back to like, it's that age old argument, like, whoops. Like the Death Star when they they blow it up, mm-hmm. it's like what about the what about the janitors on the Death Star? Yeah, they were innocent. It's like he blows up the the like what about the guys working in the chemical factory? Okay, whatever. It's, it's a movie, yeah. you know that that's where you know that, that's pe- people actually say those types of things, and I'm like, you know, I you're, you're not any fun. Like you must be yeah. fun at parties, and you know <laughs> why do you choose to? Why are you the way that you are? You know, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, uh. I love these movies. They are beloved to me. They will always be in my collection. When my kids are 16, I'll let them watch this one. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, but I do have a friend in our, in our rundown that I sent you today. Mm-hmm. I was excited because I did a rundown for the first time in months yeah. for our show. And it's kept us on track. So it's great to have it. Yeah. Back. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to try to be better. Um, I have an announcement to make. Yes. I know. I saw that and I was like, yeah. I wonder what it is. I have an announcement. You know, when we started this show a, a little over a year ago, there were two questions I wanted to answer about myself. And they're questions I get asked often and I don't know how to answer them. And I'm ready to answer one of those questions. All right. The two questions are, what is my all-time favorite movie? Mm-hmm. And who is my all-time favorite actor? Mm. And this is the episode I want to finally answer who my favorite actor of all time is. All right. And this is the episode. is is fitting. Michael Keaton is my all-time favorite actor. There it, right. is. He, there it is. He he just he can do it all, and this is this is why, uh, you know, we were at the movie theater last week. This random generic looking movie comes on the screen, the trailer. I can't remember what it was called, and we're both sitting there, and it's all of a sudden Michael Keaton yeah. shows up on the screen. That's what he does because he can he can play a bad guy. Yeah, he can play a bad guy. He can be hilarious, and he can be Batman, and he is Batman. Michael Keaton, I can finally answer it. He is my favorite actor of all time. Mm-hmm. You heard it here, folks. And it's understandable. That's like me. Big reason I was excited for for Spider Man Homecoming. Michael Keaton was playing the Michael Vulture. Keaton. Dang right. I mean, awesome. 
awesome is that? And I can't wait to see was it Morbius? Is that what it's what's it called? What's the where he's oh yeah yeah Morbius yeah yeah Morbius yeah where he he came up at the trailer you know mm-hmm. so that movie's yep. supposed to come out like four years ago I think it's gonna yep. come out the same weekend as Top Gun Maverick uh, <laughs> so yeah but, uh, yeah and yeah. that's and that's one that you know Morbius I could care less about that character I know about him I know what he is I could care less but yeah mm-hmm. he's if he's gonna show up uh, I'm gonna yeah. have to check it out you know and Sherry dropping some truth here. It's watched mm. Multiplicity too many times. That one's on the shelf on Blu-ray. One of my favorite comedies of all time. Yep. So, but anyway. But yeah, I was very excited about this episode. I, I hope I didn't talk too much. Oh, no, please, man. You're in your, you're in your wheelhouse. Don't worry. When it's Spider-Man, it'll be my turn. So yes. it, it all balances yeah. out. It does. Yeah. When we do Spider-Man, I'm just going to I'm just gonna sit here, eat <laughs> nacho cheese Doritos, and just listen to you and, it, educate me because I need to be educated on some Spider-Man stuff. But, but yeah, so... Yeah. So there it is, folks. Deep dive into Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Subscribe if you haven't yet. You know, hit the like button, please, the YouTube gods. And then turn on the bell and share with your friends. Ding. And then also, please do not forget, if our YouTube times are a little hard, we do. We are on podcast now. We do. We, we do are have a podcast. podcast. We are yeah. on Apple Podcast, and we are on Podbean, which you can get that app and all that. That's what it's called. It's called Podbean or Podbean.com. Um, that is the way we were able to, within our financial constraints, have a podcast. So those go. are the two that we have. So if you want to check us out on there, you can download stuff. You can listen to us when it's the most convenient for you. So give mm-hmm. us a follow on there. And uh, we'll mainly be putting on there episodes, maybe reviews and stuff from time to time. Um, but we'll make sure that all the episodes every week are on there. And uh, and for all the other content on here. And then maybe when finances get better, we'll put everything on, both, on all platforms. But that's yep. where we are now. So make sure you check that out on apple podcast Podbean, real pastors you'll see our logo on there we're there follow us there as well yep thanks for watching subscribe we'll see you guys soon